हेलो एवरीवन आई एम योर होस्ट विष्णु एंड यू आर लिसनिंग दिस अमेजिंग पॉडकास्ट विष्णु विष्णु पॉडकास्ट हेयर आई इंटरव्यू ऑथर एंड द पर्सनालिटी हु डूइंग इनक्रेडिबल वर्क इन देयर लाइफ सो फॉर दैट इन दिस अमेजिंग एपिसोड आवर गेस्ट मिस्टर संपत डेनियल ही इज एंटरप्रेन्योर कंसल्टेंट एजुकेशन रिफॉर्मिस्ट एंड ऑथर ऑफ टू बुक so in this episode we talk about educations technology how it will be fact and what's the factor that we have indian are not that much growing in education sector and other countries all the level of education it's so deep conversation about education reformation so hope you enjoy it and share with your loved ones so first of all sir thank you so much to having on our show hi everyone i'm happy to be on this podcast hmm I think I am so happy. I am so glad that yeah, you take your time and having on our show. So it's our pleasure. So first, tell our audience. We all know that you are doing all these things. How you define yourself? Like tell our your journey. How it all things start from a man, common man to yeah, like now is the author of two book, entrepreneur, consultant. I'm uh, uh, into uh, marketing, and uh, all my uh, career I've been uh, working as. Uh, a marketing area with uh, many companies like mm-hmm. blue star and uh, daikin air conditioning and mm-hmm. uh, mostly into the air conditioning field that also in marketing mostly in air conditioning field partly i was uh, into uh, production finance and uh, administration in a company called uh, tvs tvs uh, threads so they oh. were in goa so we were working in goa so mm-hmm. i was there for about 4 years handling the entire production and the factory and uh, the uh, admin per, uh, personnel and uh, this thing but, uh, but besides that i was mostly into uh, the uh, marketing part of it mm. in many of the companies that would be great and now yeah yeah and after that i have started uh, you know uh, because i was moving in different uh, cities uh every time i was getting a promotion in any company so then my children were growing and then when they were, when we came to mumbai also on transfer my children you know were in higher secondary so i could not move much uh, uh to the other cities so i had to you know start my own company so uh, 15 years ago i started my own company called uh, airraf engineers and consultants and this is also again into we are de- uh, authorized uh, dealers for uh, daikin and blue star So both these companies uh, we uh, distribute. We do the uh, project jobs uh, all over uh, Mumbai, all over India, and uh, that's how I was running this, uh, you know, this company called Airref Engineers and Consultants. Mm-hmm. And then we started another company called Airref Green Techno Solutions Private Limited, where we do a lot of green products that are again uh, connected with a uh, little bit of civil and air conditioning part of it. And while I was doing this air conditioning, mm-hmm. uh, most of my clients have realized that. they're all into schools and colleges so i used to visit lot of these schools and colleges and i used to see them you know some of the schools uh, i had all kind of you know uh, profile of uh, schools where we used to supply air conditioners water coolers so i used to see that you know the schools some of the schools are uh, really very wealthy and all facilities are available and then some schools there are no facilities at all like many corporation schools do i was supplying water coolers but they have no lab they have no air conditioned uh, you know halls none of those things so you, there's a huge gap between the you know corporation uh, government run schools and the private sector so that's mm-hmm. how i thought that you know i must do something and uh, write a book on how to reform in a very very economical way and give the facilities if you if you today children are very very bright and intelligent uh, children 
but is because they lack these facilities the exposure to the labs and you know all this uh, facilities like library labs and academic uh, so they uh, their knowledge and the disparity between the city school children or the private school children and the government school children in the same city you find a huge difference and when you go deeper inside when you look for children who are studying in uh, uh, villages or in you know in town small towns and if you see their knowledge children knowledge and the children who are there in the cities in private schools there's a huge gap this whole thing i found is only because of the exposure that children are not getting in proper exposure second most important is that the quality of teachers in the government and uh, or even in the rural areas and the private sector is huge difference in the quality of education that's the major problem that is there so i thought you know i must write some books to you know how to uh, educate children economically not burdening the government or uh, the corporations municipal corporations and yet give them you know a good education a quality education that is very very important today because if, if we are saying the enrollment of children up to the uh, primary we a government's aim is objective is to have 100% even today if you see that the enrollment ratio is about 56% but that 56% there is a huge huge uh, you know uh, difference between the uh, education or knowledge level of these uh, fifth standard children or fourth standard children who can't do simple mathematics who can't read a proper sentence that's a huge difference so unless we give a quality education the the whole enrollment that government is talking of 100% in primary i'm sure it is not going to really benefit anybody mm, and there's the thing and yeah you talk about in your like quality education what exactly mean of that in your term quality education it's the mean of the information knowledge it is, it is the student knowledge see when a, a, a class 5 there fifth standard child who is passing out in uh, the uh, government school or even in uh, rural area and the knowledge of a child who studying in a uh, same fifth standard studying in a school a city school you see the uh, differences huge difference of knowledge differences there Mm. so you do 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 the syllabus and all is the same like a, a, a ssc state secondary board education which is there and the same exam is you know written by the children who are in the rural area and the same uh, exam is written by the children in the uh, cities but if you see the cities most of the schools in mumbai the private schools they have 100% results whereas children in uh, rural areas are you see the results of uh, passing is about 30% 40% that itself is a huge gap and second is then you know where the uh, knowledge general knowledge of children because of their exposure in the city and to the uh, you know the community is very high over here so this we have to build up this knowledge gap and the teaching methods have to be to impart creativity it is not just mugging up you know the subjects and that will not help you know the future uh, working force or the the interest the, the children that they develop interest in learning you know so the learning has to be a different method altogether which you know applies it shown in our books the two books that we have written and mm-hmm. economically today even government has no uh, you know the uh, most of the developing countries the uh, education as looked at and looked into as you know uh, not a very uh, lucrative thing 
and not a beneficial uh, thing so the, uh, the schemes that the government have for the most of the developing countries is the funding is very very low in the education sector mm. yeah and i just want to be know also that you say the difference between government and private so like i think it's because of the financial or like a quality of teacher because many government teacher have to pass many exam then they have to qualified for that why is that so much a difference in them is that government did anything for that or just there are two basic reasons as i told you already yeah. one is the quality of teachers if yeah. you see the quality of teachers in the rural areas or in teachers uh, teaching in uh, uh, the uh, uh, corporations and co- municipal corporations and government schools the quality of teachers in the sense they their the, the uh, teacher knowledge itself is very poor the teacher education uh, training is not imparted properly to them their qualifications are very very low if you see in most of the rural areas in uh, up country villages the teacher has not even passed 10th standard so how what can she impart what sort of knowledge can she impart and there are no proper systematic training for the uh, teachers so the whole concept of you know the education that we are talking of and the knowledge building we are talking about on the students is based totally based on the experience and the knowledge and the teaching methods that you know where the the school can impart or the education department can impart so this not this teachers quality of teachers is very poor second is the students children itself they do not have proper classrooms they have never seen a lab because the facilities are not available government is not able to provide uh, this lab so how will a, ch- a child experience you know uh, uh, do some experimentals or experiential experiential learning they have no botanical garden they have never seen a zoo so the experiential learning uh, and even the experimental learning is not there at all so the student experience or student knowledge is very very poor in uh, rural areas i find the same thing which is very very surprising that when when uh, when i recruit some people in engineers in my company Mm-hmm. I see that huge difference of knowledge is there between an engineer who is passing out from you know uh, districts or in uh, rural areas and the engineer who is passing out in uh, the uh, you know uh, good quality education institutions like IITs and all so there is a huge gap because of this gap is because of two things one is the facilities that are, av- are not available to these children mm-hmm. second is the quality of teachers is bad so the product that is going to come out is obviously going to be you know at lower quality mm that's the thing like that the and then because yeah. of that because of that the child is not you know child is a intelligent child but the experience of schooling of a child is so bad that the child gives up the schooling by the time they reach uh, you know secondary standard if mm. you see our indian enrollment uh, you know uh, ratio of secondary standard is only 36% not even 36 some some places it is is low much lower than 26% mm. so that means the total you know the uh, actual dropout so if you see the uneducated in india mm. or who have not passed out you know the even the secondary education who have not done are 76% of the children so what is going to be the future of india if you are going to have uneducated 76% of this young younger generation who are uneducated what will be the economy of the country what will be the standard of uh, living of those uh, you know ch- uh, children who grow up this is a very bad status unless we re- uh, you know do reforms in education now 
Mm-hmm. Our, you know, the country will still suffer, and the, you know, the youth will suffer because they have no skills, they have no knowledge, they have no education qualification. So, you know, who uh, the employment will be very bad. And mm-hmm. as today, if you see that te- as the technology is developing, mm-hmm. unless you know the uh, child has basic education up to at least uh, graduation, how mm-hmm. will they handle all the technology? Yeah, that's the ha, ha, whole tomorrow, the future is going to be driven by mostly technology. It is going to be cloud computing, it is going to be machine learning, it is going to be uh, artificial intelligence. How will you do it? How will, so you will have more of more and more of you know children who are going to be out of school, who will be out of uh, you know education. So the, the workforce that for the future is going to be very, very, very poor in India. If this, if we don't reform today, mm, that's the, like I just want to also know that what you think. Who is the responsible for all these things that happening? Is our parents, teacher, government, or the student? No, you can't pinpoint to anybody yeah. like that. Everybody is responsible. But I can tell you one thing very clearly: that okay. every child today, his, his uh, knowledge is much much better. A young small child. Because of the exposure of to so many things that is there around him, to the what it was about maybe 20 years ago. But the child has got a lot of interest to go to school. Every child I see in private schools, small government schools, or in rural areas, a child is so keen to go to school. But his in, the interest and all is killed because the uh, there is not much learning for him in the school. The, uh, as I told you, the facilities and uh, teachers are very bad. So the child, you know, by the time the child is on the third or fourth standard, he's already lost actually the interest of schooling. But the, uh, you can't today pinpoint saying that it is parents, it is uh, you know the government or it's anybody. I am saying that the government, everybody is part of this you know growth. Everybody is, has to contribute. Be it a teacher, be it a, you know a parent, be it a child, be it government. If all of us, if we don't work together and uh, and reform schools, reform education, we will not progress at all. And uh, you know, most of the countries which are not in focusing today on on schools, development of schools, new method of learning. Today, if you see that you know, after 34 years, Indian government has now brought up the reforms in uh, schooling, and and even those reforms, I am very very worried like me many of us are all worried that you know how government is going to implement the new education policy NEP 2020 which was launched in July 29 that mm-hmm. implementation has to implementation has to take place uh, in uh, 2022 so 2022-23 if the implementation has to take place that's a huge huge burden the whole system is changing today if you see in schooling we start it is 10 plus 2 that is we start from one first standard to 10th standard plus 2 is the uh, the 12th standard but now the, with the new reforms educational reforms we are going to start with the children from three third year that is a three uh, uh, pre primary mm. that is the lkg so we start from lkg so we start when we start from LKG. That's the right uh, uh, process that government has started. It's a very good sign. It is now the, the, the education system will be on five, three, three, and four. Five is the first five is the uh, three peers of primary, three uh, primary, then primary, first and second. So this this five years is very very important, vital for a child. 
child's growth, child's education, child's knowledge. So if we do not impart, that's my uh, biggest worry is that how government is going to handle and implement this new policy. If we do not impart proper knowledge and develop the child's uh, you know skills and uh, abilities and uh, uh, of recognizing and uh, you know uh, learning the method of learning and the interest of learning then the dropouts will be much earlier uh, today if you are talking about secondary dropouts are from fourth and fifth standards onwards they drop out but if the education if the interest is in the child is not developed and brought up and taught in a proper systematic way then the whole child is going to you know drop out much earlier by third fourth standard maybe he'll drop out much earlier so the importance is that you know the school uh, facilities must be given properly a new method of teaching that's what we are talking in our books of how to impart you know scale up knowledge scale up the teaching now, so this we can today we are lucky that we are got technology that is you know developed so much that we can impart knowledge to simultaneously so maybe our 10 schools or 50 schools or 100 schools at a time every so the t- teacher knowledge what we are talking of is now at least taken care of by this broadcasting of you know uh, the uh, through web and uh, teaching the children and uh, they this the anganwadi that we are going to use that is the uh, uh, child you know care center Mm-hmm. that can be you know now is going to be converted into pre primary schools that is lkg uh, lower uh, lower kg that is starts from third standard so the mm-hmm. child can be you know broadcasted to 100 schools the teachers that are there to, today you require huge number of teachers for the uh, pre primary there are no teachers and uh, the anganwadi helpers are not uh, knowledgeable nor they are uh, qualified nor educated even 10th standard or 5th 7th uh, standard they are mere helpers so you can't use them as teachers to teach our children so what is the kind of experience that a child is going to have a 3 or 4 years old child so but by using technology and taking the help of these anganwadi workers and training by giving them basic training i'm sure that we can do you know uh, a proper education we can impart to the small children mm, and that's i think and yeah i just also want to know yeah asked this question to you is that you said that there is no infrastructure in dyer but and if in this lockdown we have to are like remove from the offline to online education so how you think that is that really revolution from the education sector now in uh, in india if you see the uh, ratio of education of you know uh, the private schools and the government schools mm-hmm. is that 86% in india is huh. all gov- r- schools run by the government that is state government corporation so 86% of the children are have no basic, basic facilities they don't have wifi they don't have computers they don't have you know the uh, uh, facilities to utilize the online uh, uh, people are uh, the schools are connecting exams how will they do they don't have facilities they don't have a mobile they don't have a desktop computer they don't have facilities they don't have internet so it is it is it is not a correct policy at all because only 15% of the schools remaining 15% schools are in the cities and in the cities also it is not that every every uh, you know corporation school children have got mobile they do not have computers they have never seen a computer only the very marginal 9 to 10% of the school children who are in the private sector private uh, schools they are they those children may have you know the facility at homes because they are well off children 
they may have you know mobiles they may have you know computers laptops and things like that and in cities obviously there is uh, you know facilities of the wifi or even fiber which is available today but tell me in government in the rural areas where is the 86 86% of the children where is the connectivity where are the where are the infrastructure where is the infrastructure so how are they how are their learning is going on in uh, online there's no learning at all the online that we are talking of is only because of circumstances it has come up in cities but in cities the teachers are also not trained how to you know do online uh, courses or online teaching it's a, i mean it's a blessing in disguise that you know the uh, covid has come where at least we are moving towards the the uh, technology towards teaching children online but unless the government builds up the fiber connectivity all over india mm-hmm. the 86% of children or schools which are there will have a very very you know negative uh, impact on education mm-hmm. so like what's the, like what are the first and like three and four step that the government or people should have to be follow to reform in education what do you think we are telling in our book we have yeah like look okay. yeah like you talk everything like expect that what's the like step in your book yeah we are talking about in our book it's called the uh, uh b b6 yeah. cls oh okay yeah. it's the formula that we are talking bitemia it is called we are suggesting to government that not to uh, we are suggesting to government saying that please do not open schools please please do not open you know big institutes like iits and iims today this the basic education is not there so we are saying you improve infrastructure infrastructure like you know uh, the uh, technology that is available today mm-hmm. for doing mass education from the city if if you have the infrastructure placed in all this anganwadi centers and in the school you can broadcast Mm. correct from from mumbai you can maybe i'm just for giving you an example from mumbai you can broadcast to about 100 schools or 1000 schools at a time and mm. only the teachers will be able to facilitate them in learning if when they are not understanding when it's being broadcasted so you see we have to use technology and to use technology i'm pressurizing government and i'm asking government saying that please build up infrastructure like fiber connectivity if you have to reach the schools in rural areas you need fiber connectivity which is much faster and i will in schools basic things like you know computers for the children and labs in the schools and big screens for the children to you know uh, learn on online the online is also the we are suggesting is that you know today online that is just that uh, it is practically it is online that everything is taught only online because there is no in person teaching because of covid there is no school the schools are locked down so there there is no in person teaching it's only online but the uh, practical a future has to be like you know it is called blended learning when blended learning means the child is learning at home online on his own which is the the class is given uh, you know some homework or things like that and then there is a classes also on uh, in in person so the child is you know picking up some every child learning you know capacity capabilities are not the same some child is weaker some child is faster in learning so this on blended learning helps in 
child to pick up somebody is not very uh, you know could not understand the teacher or could not follow properly they the child can come home and then learn or you know online all mm-hmm. these things so this blended learning of you know uh, it's which is followed in most of the european countries in america it helps the child to grasp faster if mm-hmm. not in school again he can repeat it on in, at home so that is the uh, uh, online that we should inculcate uh, uh, into the child mm-hmm. but then the the most important today is the in india is we find is the infrastructure infrastructure of you know uh, having a basic uh, computers and uh, maybe uh, laptops or a desktop or whatever in schools in city rural schools none of those facilities are available mm-hmm. so you said that we have to also build a internet like online infrastructure so that we can provide all the things not only the physical because now world will be changing and we should have to be uh, understand the technology i think that's the most part you talk about in your modulation and technology right correct so what mm. we are saying is you now in our second book what we are uh, uh, really forcefully telling is two things one is the uh, teaching uh, schooling has to be changed completely mm. and the teaching methods and the teaching uh, you know trainings have to be conducted very uh, rigorously to the teachers every mm. two years or three years so that the teacher is up to date and, and has grasped the knowledge like today now suddenly because of covid if you want to this they said uh, online online many of many of the teachers have never operated a computer online teaching to children they have no knowledge so how do you say online teaching what will they teach so so upgradation of skills of teachers has to be every two years with the mm-hmm. new skills and new methods of teaching second the schools that we are trying to say is this bitamia that we are trying trying to talk it is learning a teaching by you know through a uh, um, blended learning and then we are saying that you should have five types of schools for all children to, uh, we are telling that in this new uh, reforms that we are trying to tell the government and every all the leaders is that in a particular school you please do not have don't have infrastructure like labs in the same school library in the same school sports grounds are, uh, uh, you know in the same school so if where there is a you know uh, opportunity there you are investing so much of money into library schools everything there is a neighbor school because that school does not have you know place to have have this facilities or it is not economically you know sound for them to invest so they do, they can't invest so if you see the neighbor school itself has no facilities of library they have no labs they have no sports ground so I, we are saying why do you build all this thing instead you have you give it to the uh, you know private sector let them operate it as a profit center and let them put up the only teaching schools the theoretical schools in one place which they are primarily enrolled and have different six schools which we call is experiential school experimental school transformational schools so in the schools like say for example when we say experimental school experimental school is now you don't your class your say 10th standard has got a class of lab so they go to this experimental school the school pays for the students and they send them to this experimental school so whenever there is a, you know a lab or for a physics chemistry or any other engineering medical so they send them to that experimental school that experimental school has got uh, has got a complete lab where different schools are sharing that lab 
even a small school which does not have facilities of labs and you know they don't have uh, uh, ground and uh, things like that so each of the schools they can you know uh, uh, operate it like that so that every school has got an opportunity every child has got an opportunity to see the lab experiment in the lab similarly if you got a you know, sports academy and the children when they have the sports class or games class they go to the sports academy which is a private institute they go to the private institute and then they, there there are uh, professional coaches professional teachers who will teach you gymnastics who will teach you you know tennis who will teach you swimming so this is a academy sports academy where whenever the school is got they will go there instead of school having a swimming pool how many schools can have a swimming pool schools having a tennis court you can't have a tennis court football mm-hmm. grounds hockey grounds how can you manage so many things so so ideally what we do, we are saying is the six different schools for mm-hmm. uh, like say again if you are got fine arts there is a fine arts school so when you want to send your child for that fine arts class they will go to that fine arts school when they got games they will go to that sports academy school there the, the, like that this 10 schools or 20 schools nearby are sharing those six schools facilities so each school each and every student in different schools nearby are getting the same quality of you know facilities and education in uh, so the development will be much much higher the quality of education will be higher and then you can choose you know the uh, the streams that you want to pursue further a child once he, he he realizes that his sports is is the most important thing for him and he is talented in sports so to, to future he will pursue that from the sports academy if somebody is good at science and you know chemistry and some child is good at uh, botany so they go to that lab school that is a experimental school and they pursue that school for further like today what we do only in graduation then we take you know uh, uh, we choose our professionals like we want to be medical we want to do engineering mm-hmm. correct yeah or we want to do art yeah we are choosing only after 12 but whereas this method of teaching will you know build an interest in the child and you see the talent that you will bloom with this kind of a teaching and this kind of a schooling will really benefit even the country you'll have people you'll have children who are actually developed and have the knowledge and skills for the future future working force because they are taught in that way the teaching is such and every child has got a equal opportunity you being maybe you are in a private school or you may be in a government school or you may be in a corporation school but the facilities are same because they are attending the different uh, you know specialized schools then having the all the facilities in one school mm, and that's the thing yeah, like don't a yeah, one school have to be manage all these things there is many separate school they will be manage each every and support each other correct uh, sharing but, and supporting each other like i think uh, like how is if i think there is so much effort we should have to put on that way like private and government both should have to be combine each other and made this kind of infrastructure to be a like yes. these things will be going to possible correct mm, and i think the way of you want to be a revolution if every entrepreneur if every person like every parent every student want to be a revolution in our education system i think we have to just in the some years we have to go achieve that yeah 
and that's i think video of your books that you're going to write it and i just want to be the last question is what should be the future of education the future of education is that uh, my basic uh, uh, understanding is that every uh, it's a right, we are telling that it's a right of education yeah. for uh, children but every child you know when is dropping out what will be his future what is be what will be his life in the future if he is not educated or if he is only dropped out at 5th standard or 6th standard if you see more, more many uh, girl child they drop mm-hmm. out after 5th 6th standard yeah. one is because they are not interested two is because of many other reasons that they you know the uh, because of poverty and because uh, you know the uh, the family doesn't look at child as a uh, girl child as an you know in education so they, they, they drop out very fast so if you see the dropouts are very high in india and if you see that you know the interest because the school uh, the uh, imparting education is so bad the child is losing interest within you know 3 or 2 3, three or 4 years of you know attending schooling so he feels that there is nothing much in the school for him to learn but the, when initially the child is so excited to go to school if you see every small child he is so keen to he'll carry a bag he'll carry a slate and he wants to go to school and that whole interest is killed within 2 to 3 years of you know attending school so the the transformation has to take place and if we educate i am telling everybody and everyone every government knows this that only education can build the economy of the country the standard of living will go up only because of education and the longevity and life a good life will be given to the child or the parent or or you know the the society we will improve only because of education education is the most basic thing that we need to do for the mm. future of the country mm. the like uh, the best anti uh, anti poverty program is a world class education correct <laughs> that's the whole thing and you talk about so such manners and everybody who is just listening now who just really want to be know that's what the factor and how can you also contribute in the education system and education revolution and i will be highly recommend you the like two amazing book first is Revol- reformation in schooling and the second one is modulation and technology the both link in the description so check out on the kindle and share with your like other teachers or who have to be like a position they have to be power to change the education so then we make a india with full of education and a people who just no money thing to be empower their own life and thank you so much sir to having on our show to share your experience about your knowledge and our view on education thank, thank you, you very much for giving us this opportunity hmm. is that any message for the all the listener who is listening now the message is that every every parent every child must hmm. uh you know child or of course children are of course interested in education mm. but every parent must take the responsibility of at least seeing their younger generation you know mm. uh, have a better education and have a better life we cannot just live the way we are, we have lived and expect our children also to live in the same way it will not happen mm. we have to educate the younger generation we have to give them the opportunity we have to sacrifice every parent has to sacrifice for educating their children and that's mm-hmm. the only future that i can see for all the you know uh, poor countries and mm-hmm. the, uh, to build up their economy and yeah i think you have to doing all this entrepreneurs and like education revolutionists and thank you so much for having on our show and also all the listener visiting on the 
stumpathedaniela.com it you will find many other yeah. interesting thing on that blogs podcast uh, and like many other interview so thank you so much to listening it and share with your loved ones